Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 56, where we're discussing Trisha Tanaka is dead, from season 3 of Lost. Hey, dude, stop moping, come on. I'm moping. I'm thinking. Uh-uh. When people stare out at the ocean and get all quiet-like, they're moping. So get up and come with me. That car I found, we're getting it running. What's the point? Ow! What'd you do that for? Snap out of it. Stop feeling sorry for yourself because someone said you're going to die. I'll get an idea that's going to help us both. Now, it is dangerous. And there's a very good chance that you will die. Supposed to convince me to come with you? It is. Because if you don't die, then we'd win. Win? Look, I don't know about you, but things have really sucked for me lately, and I could really use a victory. So let's get one, dude. Let's get this car started. Let's look death in the face and say, whatever, man. Let's make our own luck. What do you say? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And we're discussing Trisha Tanaka is Dead from season three of Lost, a Hurley-centric episode. Not a whole lot in this one either. No. I, I think this one was mostly meant to kind of give us a little bit of a break from the really heavy, like, grueling episodes that we've had up to this point. Yeah. Like, all the cage stuff and right. all that. I think... They wanted to inject a little bit of lightheartedness into the show. And mm-hmm. I think this did that, but it doesn't necessarily make for great conversation on a podcast. No, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. But I did try to, to get all of the character information that I could out of it. Uh, okay. So hopefully we can talk about that all a right. little bit. So the first thing I noticed was, you know, character bit here. We see a, a very young Hurley, uh-huh. you know, working on a car with his dad. And his dad, you know, tells him that, you know, having hope is never stupid. And in this world, you have to make your own luck, basically. Yeah. And his dad says he has to leave to go to Vegas for some work. But, of course, we find out that he's leaving for good and Mm -hmm. never came back for 17 years. Yeah. So, and we also get a quick glimpse of, you know, maybe where Hurley's eating problems started. Basically trying to make up for the fact that his dad was gone and out of the picture. And Mm -hmm. his dad just tells him to live a little. And uh, I think that kind of made him into, you know, fun time Hurley. He's all about having a good time and never really cared much about anything. Yeah. But it was interesting a little bit to see um, exactly uh, what a young Hurley was like. Yeah. We never really learned much about him at all. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't take much away from the scene other than just kind of, like you said, just a little bit of a kind of a get to see Mm -hmm. a little bit of his childhood and maybe why, like you said, he became who he was as an adult. Right. But, um, yeah, nothing real big there. Yeah. So on the beach, you know, Charlie tells Hurley that, you know, Desmond told him that he was going to die. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hurley says he thinks, you know, Desmond might be right and it might be his fault because he's kind of cursed. And, uh, you know, just then Vincent runs out of of the jungle with an old dried up arm (laughs) that's holding a set of keys. And then he runs back off into the jungle. So Hurley goes after Vincent and ends up at the site of an old wrecked VW bus. Right. And uh, inside is an old dried up dead body. And uh, we later find out, of course, that the man's name is Roger. Mm -hmm. But not much of a mystery there. Nothing real exciting. No, I didn't half expect, though, for it to be a Camaro. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, right. you know, just because I thought, <laughs> I even thought maybe that was Hurley's keys that, uh-huh. that Vincent had, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause he was really interested in the, the keys. Yeah. Like he seemed to pay special attention because had the rabbit's foot on yeah, it and all exactly. that stuff. Exactly. I guess that was a, you know, link back to the luck, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess that does, it does kind of tie in with what we've talked about before about how the flashbacks are immediately related exactly. to what's going on in the island. Yeah. Here he is thinking about this and all of a sudden the keys show up. Exactly. So there's a close tie between the island events and the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in a flashback, you know, Trisha Tanaka is interviewing Hurley on the news, you know, after he had just won the lottery, I assume, or mm-hmm. shortly thereafter. And he apparently purchased Mr. Clucks where, right. he, where he had worked at, you know, because he likes chicken. And uh, Randy, his former boss, who was also Locke's former manager, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, is now his employee, basically. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I wanted to find out exactly how the timelines mesh up for when we saw Locke working in that box company. Right. And now, where we see um, him as the manager or whatever of Mr. Clucks. Yeah, the, the way I guess I took it is this is like, one of the, like you said, initial things that Hurley did. Mm-hmm. And then Randy is his, you know, manager. Mm-hmm. And then basically promotes Randy to the box company. Yeah, exactly. Know? It's real easy mm-hmm. to make that that yeah. connection. Like, well, you know, the chicken place was hit by the asteroid or right. meteorite or whatever. So, you know, I own this I'm box a, company. Go ahead and exactly. go here and work as a manager. Yeah, he kept yeah. him on, you know, which, right. is, which is pretty interesting because I just never saw that he cared for Randy. Right. You know, it's like, uh-huh. I, I mean, I, first thing I would think you'd do is fire him, you right. know? Yeah. But. Yeah. That is interesting. Cause I mean, the last episode we saw him in with Hurley was when he was accusing him of eating the eight piece right. me- <laughs> chicken meal. So yeah. And, and Hurley quit, you right. know, uh-huh. but anyways, yeah, that is interesting. So we, you know, we mm. find out that his old friend, Johnny, uh, which or was his name, Johnny didn't seem right. I don't know. The old, the friend he had yeah, in that yeah, episode yeah. ran off with the girl that he was interested in. Yeah. Starla from the record store. Which is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as Trisha is looking through, you know, the new Mr. Clucks, a meteorite hits the building, you know, which killed her, mm-hmm. of course, and uh, totally destroyed the building. Which he had mentioned, I remembered, I hadn't remembered this before, he mentioned it previously when he was telling somebody about the bad luck. Uh-huh. He mentioned something about... Mm. Um, the building getting hit by a, like by a meteor, meteor, yeah. right? Yeah. Something, something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. Which I'd forgotten about. Yeah. I uh, didn't even know what it hit the building, but my son's like, well, or my wife had said something about what it was or asked uh-huh. me and my son's like dumb mom. I mean, basically it's a, it was a meteor. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> really? Cause you know this and I know Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's six and he's got it all figured out. Right. Yeah. I'm serious. I think honestly we should have, my kids as a special on that the show be awesome. because be they cool. have some crazy theories and crazy <laughs> questions. And that would be awesome. Yeah. So anyways, just yeah, we'll do note. that. We'll have def- definitely do that. So, you know, he later gets home and, you know, he tells his mother that he has to go to Australia to find out more about the numbers. Mm-hmm. And his father who has been gone for 17 years has also popped back into his life. Not much there, just yeah. character stuff. Obviously, money thing, and yeah, we mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those typical things. It's like um, every time I watch like American Idol or something like that, and you see some kids like my dad, you know, he left, and I'm like, he's gonna be he'll, back. He'll be back. He'll yeah. be. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so on the beach, you know, son is working on teaching Jen how to speak English a mm-hmm. little bit, and uh, Hurley shows up and tells them all about the car that he found, right? And he wants to fix it and get it running again for fun. 
and Sawyer and Kate are, you know, trekking through the jungle when Sawyer steps on a dart in the mm-hmm. middle of the jungle, uh, which I don't remember ever noticing that before. I don't remember, like, they're in the middle of the jungle, yeah. he steps on a dart. Yeah, like, um, I kind of tried to figure this whole thing out, like, uh-huh. why a dart would be out there. I mean, you know, at first I thought it was one of the darts, like one of the blow dart things they were shooting them with, you right. know, but, yeah, because uh, that's what I thought it was, like, they were getting knocking them out of these blow darts, but yeah. instead I found out it was one of those, like, um, what do they call it, like, um, where they shock you? Yeah, like a taser, taser dart. gun. Yeah. yeah, but I thought it was actually, like, like some kind of, like, dart with some kind of medicine on it, you uh-huh. know, at first when I first saw those scenes, but then I saw this, actually, a plain dart. Yeah. <laughs> In That's the middle really of, weird. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make a whole lot of s- sense for Mm-mm. it to be out there. No, no, it doesn't. But they finally get back to the beach, and everyone's happy to see him. And it was like you finally feel the relief of getting away from the cages, mm-hmm. and things are back to normal. Yeah. And uh, it's a great moment for the show. Yeah. So, you know, Jen and Hurley go into the jungle, and they work on the car, and they find out, you know, the guy inside is named Roger, like we said. And that he was a Dharma employee. Mm-hmm. He was a workman, a Dharma janitor. <laughs> the Dar- they call him Roger Workman. Yeah. And they're like, no. <laughs> no, he's a workman. He's a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> so Sawyer, you know, Sawyer shows up, you know, while they're trying to roll the car over and has there's a nice reunion between mm-hmm. he and Hurley and Jen, which is really cool. And and Charlie's in, involved at this point, isn't he? Not quite. I oh, think, no, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I think he yeah. later, later gets him involved. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, Kate and Saeed and Locke, um, wait a minute. Yeah, Kate gives Saeed and Locke the lowdown on the other situation mm-hmm. and, and tells them that they all need to go back to get Jack, and she's off to get some help. Mm-hmm. So Sawyer and Jen and Hurley, you know, get the van tipped over, and Sawyer finds a blueprint with a long winding path on it and says that the others were building, you know, some kind of long dirt yeah. road or mm-hmm. something, which I don't remember noticing that before either. Really? Yeah, there's this blueprint. It's like... A long, like a long path, but it's right. really curly at the end. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I wondered if that might not be back to the housing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking this could aid them in finding out where Jack's at at this point. Right. You know, I mean, obviously yeah. it's got to go somewhere. Now, wh- the only thing that I, I thought maybe it was, um, you know, the van was obviously at that point part Mm -hmm. of the island Mm -hmm. and they find out later that there's this huge hill just on the other side yeah it may have just been plans to put down you know a winding path down that hill hill. that's true they could get up and down to these rather than just going straight straight down down. yeah Yeah. it's true but that was the only thing that i could really connect it up with and so you know they decide they're going to push it and try to jump start the car Mm -hmm. and they they get the car you know to the top of the hill finally a lot of other stuff happens but i kind of shortened things right Uh, they get to the car to the top of this huge hill, and they're all trying to convince Hurley, you know, not to go through it, go through with it. Mm-hmm. But Charlie says he's going to, you know, ride shotgun and go with him. And uh, I'd forgotten that this is kind of like uh, a big cliffhanger. Like you're wondering if this is how Charlie's going to yeah. meet his <clears throat> end, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, of course, you know, everything goes well. And, uh, yeah, they had a great time. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was actually pretty intense, though, because, I mean, like, I don't – I mean, you're, he was doing, like – 850 by the time he pops this clutch. I mean, if he really would have popped the clutch, like yeah. everything in that van would have shot out. It would the have rear gr- end. grinded those gears down to like yeah. fine cylinders. Yeah. I'm like, I, you know, because I've jump started vehicles in my my day, yeah. and you, you know, like literally, I've had like, you know, a, a four year old like, you know, pushing the car basically. Not really. I mean, uh-huh. don't, don't yeah. call anybody, but like, you know, like just like having like somebody barely push the car, and you jump start it. Yeah. I don't know why I just hit my yeah. mic, but you jump start it, and it's like 
you can even get it going off of that, but he right. waited until it was going like, yeah. I mean, almost last minute, I'm like, yeah. either it starts or you flip 30 times. Yeah, you know? or, or it starts with like, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. like totally revved up as loud yeah, it's as gotta it be. Go. I mean, it's got to <laughs> blow the engine completely up. I'm like. Yeah, that was, that was not a good plan no. in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I was like, Hurley's never driven before, <laughs> ever, you know. Right. So yeah. I just thought that was kind of entertaining, at least to watch. It was it was intense. I was like, yeah. I just was like pretty much almost screaming at the TV, like pop the clutch, <laughs> pop the clutch, pop it now, pop yeah, it now, thirty yeah. times already, yeah. <laughs> you know. But it was it was like a great lighthearted scene. You know, yeah. these guys driving along the hillside, you know, in this Dara bus and. It was just really cool. In a circle, though, I got aggravated. I was like, there's a whole freaking island. Yeah, there's like, go up to the top of the hill and go down yeah, again, again or something. Yeah. You're like, ah, in a circle. <laughs> He's just mud bogging all around. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, let's see here. Yeah, Hurley's dad, you know, in a character bit here, admits that he just showed up for the money originally, mm-hmm. but, but now he wants a fresh start for both of them. Right. And uh, Hurley leaves, and he's off to Australia, but his dad says he'll be there when he gets back. Yeah, it was pretty good, I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of... Cheech's way of re, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, making that uh, relationship yeah. good again, and um, I thought it was kind of it's kind of interesting that they found the hippie bus and yeah, Cheech is a dad, uh-huh. yeah. But um, and then also I thought it was cool because um, Hurley kept the Camaro that him and his dad had worked on, right? You know, and that kind of it it I don't know made I probably his dad realize what kind of effect he really had on Hurley, right. you know? Yeah. And so this is kind of a real redemption, mm-hmm. you know. It's also cool to think, too, about the fact that he was there waiting on him to get back exactly, to Australia. Exactly, And to think that those people are still sitting there waiting, wondering I what know. happened. It connects you back up to what's happening in, in life. You yeah, because you can almost forget that. Yep. You can almost forget that they have lives outside of here, yeah. and people are like wondering what the heck happened. That's a good point. I remember thinking about that, like, probably around, it was probably before this, maybe in season two, just imagining, like, these people are going on with these new lives, mm-hmm. and they're building this new civilization, and... There are still people wondering exactly what happened right. to them. And if time is still continuing at the rate that mm-hmm. it does on regular Earth, you know, yeah. it's like these people probably would start rebuilding their lives mm-hmm. going on. Like spouses would probably continue, right. you know. Yeah. It, it just, it, I don't know, there's a whole other idea out there that time has continued, how this will they'll link back up if they ever get off this place. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a, it's an interesting thought to think right. of you know yeah so uh kate runs into Locke and sawyer and Locke tells her that he has a compass bearing and he's pretty sure if they follow it it'll lead him right to jack mm-hmm. and it turns out he's talking about north right because of what was written on, written on echo's stick mm-hmm. and um you know just then rousseau starts shooting at them and kate tells her that they're they're just there to talk and she comes out right and uh, so Kate, you know, was wanting to get Russo's help to find the other's camp and get Jack. Yeah, yeah. She says that, you know, she should help because the girl that helped her escape was named Alex. And she's pretty sure that it's her daughter. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think we had a scene similar to this before in the whole maternity leave episode where, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kate or Claire tells Russo that she thinks her daughter helped her escape right. too and all this stuff. And, um, but yeah, it was cool to to get Rousseau detached to the situation and at least create the possibility of, a, of kind of being reunited yeah. with her daughter. Yeah. Rousseau's character still is really strange to me. Yeah. Like just, I mean, I guess it probably would be that way. Had you been on an Island that long by yourself with no interaction with people? I mean, I'm sure you'd probably be that way, but there's a part of me that just really is 
she still has a very weird element and like why the others wouldn't allow her to be a part of their group that that like messes my head up like okay why do you keep a woman isolated for Mm -hmm. years and years and years and you have a whole civilization i guess going mm-hmm. on on the other side of the island, but she's not allowed to be a part of it. What, right. What's the what's the criteria there that she's not meeting? Right, especially if we, we have every indication that the people that they do take and accept in are the good people, yeah. and we have no reason to think that she's uh, not, there's nothing, that there's anything wrong with yeah, her. Yeah, at this point, unless she's literally psychotic and just killed yeah. her whole crew <laughs> for no reason other than that fact, I yeah. mean... They won't go near her because she goes into a rage and starts spinning. Yeah, they're sick. Firing they're people. sick, yeah. you know. I mean, and that very well could be, I mean, but I right. don't know. Yeah, there is a lot to be to learned about Rousseau, I think. Yeah. And it's right now we just have a little bit of it, um, but that should get a lot more interesting as we right. go. Well, anything else from the episode before we get to our voicemail here? Um, no, I mean, only, I guess the only other character thing is you kind of see, see Sawyer refusing to give up that tough guy, you know, and like uh-huh. with the whole Kate thing, he didn't apologize and he just becomes Sawyer again to Kate, you know, and, and it's like, I don't know. It's kind of, it was kind of frustrating in the sense that you kind of just, he had the opportunity just to say, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm, ch- I'm too tough for my own good sometimes, you know, and yeah. I, I just, and, and everything would be okay. Even it seemed like Kate wanted him to apologize and them to have some type of relationship, but right. He couldn't do it. Yeah, which made, I mean, I think it was at the last episode where Sawyer had that little talk with Carl. About, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems odd because in that epi- that scene, it seemed like he was making a lot of hints about exactly. Kate being well worth the trouble. Mm-hmm. And But then he's like so stubborn right. that he isn't able to, to do what it takes to have a good relationship with her. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, I guess that's all I had too. We'll get to our voicemail here. All right. Hey, Anton and Evan, it's Jed from Des Moines, Iowa, calling about the episode Trisha Tanaka is Dead, a really great Hurley-centric episode. Uh, This is one where um, they really show it's a mythology mythology versus character. This episode is totally just a character episode for Hurley. There wasn't much that progressed in the series, but I tell you, it was a fantastic episode. Um, From the very beginning, the opening with uh, Hurley as a child, just was really heartbreaking to watch him... uh, see his father leave that way and uh, turn to the candy. Although it's kind of humorous seeing uh, his parents, uh, <laughs> the actors that played him looked quite old already in those scenes. Um, but it was great too, because uh, when, when it, the episode first starts, you can hear that Shambhala song that, that, that plays in the van uh, playing on the radio as, as Hurley's walking down the stairs to the Camaro. I thought that was cool. Um, I really loved the sequence of getting the van together uh, just having all the characters bond that way, you know, Jen, Sawyer, um, especially with Sawyer, getting getting the Dharma beer and relaxing in the scenes where he has, he teaches the Jens the new words, the three things that all you need to know about women. <laughs> that was great. Um, and the, actually, this, and this episode was a perfect antidote to the previous week's episode, The Wretched Stranger in Strange Land. I mean, this... This was exactly the type of thing we needed, and uh, we love Hurley. Um, it was just another fantastic episode for him. So uh, not, not a ton of uh, mysteries here or questions for you. Just wanted to say I loved it uh, and looking forward to the rest of season three. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, Jed. Yeah, great note there about the, the nice contrast between 
you know, Stranger in a Strange Land in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think Stranger in a Strange Land is a perfect example of them really overcooking the mystery of yeah. the show. Yeah, it's like I agree. so mm-hmm. overdone. Mm-hmm. And this episode is like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I agree. And it's a nice mm-hmm. break from the really heavy mystery of this show. And I do remember even at the time, you know, people weren't complaining about this episode at really? all. They really appreciated the fact that it was lighthearted. And it got back to what was fun about right. the show. Yeah. Even though we love the mystery, and if the mystery weren't there, we wouldn't want the show at all. You know, it's it reminded us of, of what was fun and, you know, just entertaining about the show. Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, some great notes there, Jed. And I do love just the everybody in the episode is doing this, you know, except for Charlie. He's kind of stressed out. But yeah. everybody's kind of relaxed. Sawyer with his Dharma beard. Yeah. You know, giving Jen the English lesson and stuff. It's just a great, relaxing episode. And that's really nice for a change, actually. You it know? was, yeah. And even at the end, Charlie kind of, he was he was in the same boat. You know, right. he kind of conquered his demons and yep. he was able to get through it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you very much for your emails. And if you'd like to send in your email, you can email it to info at lostmysterypodcast.com or you can call our listener line with a voicemail at 765 439 4190. We'd love it if you'd rate us on iTunes. Um, You can find us just by searching for Lost Mystery Podcast, or you can find the link on our website at the top with a subscribe button. Or you can always visit the website at lostmysterypodcast.com. We'll be looking at finding new ways to make that site even more useful to you. And, of course, if you're one of those people on Twitter, which is getting to be more and more people every day, you can follow us on twitter.com slash lmpodcast. That's LM as in Lost Mystery Podcast. On Wednesday, oh, is, is that right? Yeah. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, we'll be discussing Enter 77, a Saeed-centric episode, and we'll get back into the mystery, um, but we're going to start our chain of good episodes, okay. with, with only a couple of exceptions, one or two. All right. Um, but we'll talk about those later. So until then, you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, And also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.